The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GoRuck. GoRuck designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack, if backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Mm. Everything they make is backed by their Scars Lifetime Guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GoRuck's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GoRuck brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GoRuck link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. We're live. Not, I mean, if you're listening, we're not. We're not live. It's not happening right now. But we're live as we're saying it presently. We, we are alive. Hello, here on the Solid Seven Podcast, a better than average podcast. But just barely. I forgot we we haven't done that in a minute. <laughs> I was I was going to see if you were if you were prepped and ready for it, and alas, so. But we're we're not a podcast about nothing. But we're also not a podcast about any one thing. Each week we like to get together, me and Joshy Poo here, and uh, talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us. And more often than not, we invite a guest to join us, and we have done so this evening, or whenever it is you're listening. And uh, so join us in welcoming Ms. Ms. Miss. Miss. What are you supposed to say these days? It's Miss. Okay. Miss. You know, okay, Alex no pronouns Rodriguez. to share, just, okay, no, good to no. know. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Miss. We don't play that game. Alexandra Rodriguez. That's Welcome. me. Welcome. Thank Yay. you. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. A uh, longtime friend and a regular listener. Listener. Yes. Yeah. What do they say? Longtime listener? First time caller? First time caller. Yeah. If we, I mean, yeah, you could have called. We were just having that discussion. I could have called. It's like I'm sitting here in person like a chump. It's cool. It's better this way. So, uh, well, uh, you know, we are, as always, fueled. By you need a, a better word than fueled because it feels weird to say fueled by, and then I was going to say Jocko fuel, but I guess we can say fueled by Jocko go. That is the most true statement of with regards to the podcast. Jocko Bo brought to you by Jocko Fuel, and uh, that's the case tonight. So uh, it was it was ladies' choice. Mm-hmm. I had uh, I had apple and orange on hand, and Alex picked apple. Apple always, always a wise choice. Yes, as a so. teacher, I felt I needed to. So uh, yes. Oh, that was a good, those were good cracks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Folks. You, of course, can get your own Jocko Go for 10% off with our promo code. You have a promo code You've now? a promo code. Look at you guys. I'm going to eat my Arizona Nut Company cinnamon Hey-o. roasted almonds. Wow, you've been saving those, huh? There's, there's a lot of layers to the podcast. Well, I had, I had three. <laughs> ba- I bought your three pack. You so. did. You did. Is that your last one that you have left? This is the third. This is it. Wow. And I, th- I remembered, I saw it, and I was like, oh, I'll save the third one for. Aww. Cheers. Cheers. Here's a. I wore, I wore this shirt as an honor to come here. It's a Chinese shirt for the listeners Gosh. who can't see. So This is the only situation in which we would allow that. I know. I say that like all the crap sitting here wasn't made in China, but that's not <laughs> the point. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. So the nut reference was, uh, of, of the many things we'll discuss with Alex this yeah. evening, 
you you like I, what's what's the right terminology here? You you own a nut company, you run a nut company, you help My with a nut company. Family has a nut. It's not even a nut company. We just roast. Almonds. You don't grow the nuts. We do not. You sell them. We sell them after we have roasted them in cinnamon sugar. And they are delicious. They are very You know, good. like when you're at, you know, like an arena or like a fair or something, and that smell of like cinnamon and sweet waft, like just mm-hmm. waft through the mm-hmm. air, and you you kind of just levitate and start to float towards it like in a, in a Looney Tunes cartoon. That's what they do. They make those nuts. We see a lot of people levitating and floating towards yeah. us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wow. really, it's a cheat code. It's really unfair in the land of like, I'm going to sell food to people. It's up there with like buttered popcorn. Yes. It's, it's all smell, but yeah. it's actually, it's, you know, it's good. Josh, how is it? Are you enjoying it? Oh, they're it fantastic. They're my favorite. As soon as I think, uh, who was it alvarado probably told me that you guys would be there and i was like uh, you don't say no more you have a mm-hmm. dog park and roasted almond nuts so I'm yeah sold. so i mean who knows if you're if you're listening to us and you're in the central florida area maybe maybe you'll leave this podcast tonight uh with a, a promo code for arizona nut company who knows we'll maybe. see we'll see maybe how the night goes mm-hmm. but if there's anything that we do well here at the solid seven podcast and spoiler alert there isn't but if there were anything that we we do well i would say like just staying right on top of current events like just whatever what right on top of what's going on breaking news that's us you heard it here first basically journalists and that's we that's why we figured um that now mm-hmm. that that covid is over um that now is when we would have alex come on the podcast to tell what maybe it's it's not it might not be the craziest covid related story you're ever going to hear there's a lot of them out there but listen there's what are we at now like 7 billion seven and a half billion people in the world Ish, there's a around lot, there a lot of people probably there. uh there's only a few hundred that have a covid story like alex's mm-hmm. that's the, that's a factual statement there's Those at are least all. 127 so and i know that number for a fact so a little background. You're what born, raised? Are you a Central Florida, a Floridian, a native? Yes, born and raised here in Orlando. East Orlando is where I hail from. And uh, no, no shock here in Central Florida, Rodriguez. You're both one of Latin, the few Latin descent. Yes, my parents yes. are Puerto Rican. My mom is half Filipino, hence the slight Asianness to my features. People ask sometimes. You're so. half something, Josh, right? Quarter something. Yeah, what I'm a half Z. I'm not a whole Z. Of what though? It's private. Oh, <laughs> redacted. <laughs> redacted. Uh, I think I'm half Indonesian Swiss, is what I've been told. Because hmm. my dad was my dad was born on an island in Curacao, which is a Dutch province. So he grew up only knowing Dutch, speaking Dutch, and then. But his parents are from Indonesia, and they. I forget the whole timeline, but yeah, they like, even in like Japan, when world war two, like I think my grandpa was in a concentration camp from Japan. So I love to give uh, my mother-in-law who is Japanese a hard time about that. Like y'all almost killed my, my bloodline. So shout out. Mm. And then what saved his life was when they dropped America, dropped the Hiroshima bomb and the Japanese just released all the prisoners and let them all go. And that's how he escaped. So shout out. You are here. Yeah. You've come all this way. It's just now dawning on me that because of like the way DNA works, like you don't, it's not actually a 50, 50 split. It can be, but you can get like way more 
of your mom's DNA or way more of your dad's DNA, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so on and so forth on down the line. So it's dawning on me that between you and your half Japanese wife, yeah. you could, you guys could crank out some seriously Asian looking children. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. Cause it is funny how like our parents are opposites. So my dad was fully like Asian, Indonesian, whatever. And then my mom is just a white girl from Connecticut. Her dad is just a white guy from Vermont. I mean, Connecticut, mom, super white. Yeah, and then her dad is from Vermont, so also super white. Yeah, and the whitest. Her mom is from Japan. So yeah, people from all people from England see our New Englanders and are like, "You probably ought to get some sun, huh? <laughs> yeah, you probably want to get a, a tan." So, so yeah, that's right. the that's my life story, guys. All right, that's well, all I got. S- stay tuned. We'll see how the Rush children turn out. I'm right. learning a lot about you. We'll keep tonight. you guys posted. already, Josh. Here, see, see what happens when you come on the show. Yeah, I just open up. You, you know, didn't realize it was an educational opportunity. So, uh, born and raised here in Central Florida, yes. you are. I feel like, uh, correct my memory if I'm wrong. You play some instrument. I do. I play or, the bass guitar. Look at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Slapping the bass. That's a that's a strong move. A girl playing the bass. That yeah. it's a bold statement. That was it was not intentional. It okay. was my father. He plays bass. He grew up playing bass in church, and he wanted me to have an instrument. And I didn't want to play piano, so he said, "Okay, we're playing bass." I didn't have a choice in the matter. Um, this was <laughs> this was back in sixth and seventh grade when they decided to homeschool me for some reason. They were like, "That's a good move too." So I was the weird homeschooled girl who also played bass guitar um that's a mix uh, yeah yeah and i didn't i got my start playing in kids church okay. my dad's like hey you need a reason to practice so he plopped me down in, in kids church you know could, with all the cool punk people band, there but instead he went kids church okay. yeah yeah um so that was an experience as well it was it was so strange i i can't even tell you and then i did the whole fine arts thing that you know the church does right that was as close to punk that I got. I did have a Batman bass. I feel like if you like, if you're gonna have a female bass player, punk's really got to be the the way to go. Yes, and I I totally rocked. You know the 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 dyed black hair and the the emo kid and the heavy eyeliner. I did that. That was my only form of rebellion as a homeschooled church kid. <laughs> Just getting crazy. <laughs> yeah, you should see the photos. It was it was yeah. All right, so with my Batman base. So a uh, you can't I, now. I'm told these days you can't say Spanish. I was about to say so a you Spanish can't say Hispanic, but, but I haven't met anybody Spanish? that Latin. I yeah. Okay, can I? We've done some polling. I, Are you going to go off on Latinx? Because I don't understand. I've yet it. to find anybody who's <laughs> actually Hispanic that cares or that says it. If, anyone. To be honest, I've heard one person on social media say it and i was very confused by it i'm you know, like i've AOC never heard somebody count, right? say, no 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 not not her it was some somebody she was selling something um and she said oh to my latinx followers and she said it out loud i'm like is that how you pronounce that i didn't know i just have seen it like i mean grammatically i feel like it would be latinx if i'm just going phonetic <laughs> if you just see that word no context you're gonna sound it out you're going hooked on phonics work for me right right i would say Latinx. That's which that's is more fun. Yeah, but the X is capitalized, so I don't know. It's that, problematic. It yeah, I don't like it. But, as a as a Latina, I don't like it. So uh, a homeschooled Latina bass player, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all growed up, you became a teacher. I did, as one does post homeschool. Yes, naturally. And, uh, what 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 do you teach? So actually, 
I've just gone through a big career change. I don't teach anymore, but I was teaching just elementary school. And the nature of being a lot of different things, I kind of just bounced around. So I started in first grade, moved up to third grade, second grade. So I've taught the whole gamut of elementary school, basically. And what is it that you chose to abandon these poor children for now? I mean, you work at a school. Teaching in COVID is teaching during COVID. I don't teach. I'm in an office. I see very few children. But but the school, (laughs) even like just the educational culture during COVID, it's just, it was crazy. Um, But now I am a full-time content manager for a real estate investor which sounds, sounds really like a made boring. up job it, I, it sounds <laughs> it sounds like hitch saying he's a consultant yep. can we even yep. <laughs> which really makes please, me want to bird trail on will smith, about will smith. <laughs> but we haven't talked about uh, it yet you haven't you, you know everyone else has that's though. true there's it's nothing true. left to say about it but could you guys just both of you do me a favor just going forward um could you guys please just keep my wife's <laughs> name. Hey, this is a, this is a PG podcaster. I stopped there. Uh, <laughs> then, okay, just because we're here, just for a second, I've got to say, of all of the many jokes that have been made, um, any of them that are along the lines of um, Chris Rock made things right, he just uh, you know slept with Jada instead. <laughs> That would make sense. I mean, that's I, my favorite line of jokes about this. Like of all the ways you've been disrespected with regards to your wife, this puts you over the edge. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really get all the hate. I think Will Smith is more of the real one in this whole situation. Cause I, I mean, I could never defend someone else's girl like that. You know, like I don't think I would have the courage just to stand up for some other girl like that. That's, <laughs> that's just with other people. So. It took me a second to realize the joke. Now, yes. I, now it landed. It was no. so. It was so witty that, that like, we wait. have left Houston. That I think the like the sharpest, the wittiest version of the joke that I saw came from. Oh gosh, what's the comedian's name? Because I want to give him credit to both of our listeners. Uh, it'll come to me. Uh, but you know, Will Smith, you know, made some the apology or some statement or something. Said something about you know you said that about my wife, and the dude's comment was just our wife that's all <laughs> that's that, a good one. that was the whole he boiled the whole joke down to two words that was the ultimate refinement uh, rebel good. wilson had a good one it was um let me, i think i saved it on reddit um she said i thought his best performance over the past year was being okay with all his wife's boyfriends yes <laughs> but yeah so chris rock takes a punch better than will smith takes yeah, a I mean, punchline open-handed slap but you know yeah semantics yeah yeah true no it 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 was it's it's sad all the way around because i i have felt like will smith actually deserved an oscar on several occasions so for him to finally get it and it be marred by that it's just lame and it does seem like his wife's pretty much been working him over for quite a while now and uh chris rock was just the proverbial straw on the camel's back but yeah i mean he he is a young star like and a scientologist so just one of those makes you like all messed up in the head and he's both. Yeah. So. Will Smith is yeah. a Scientologist. Yeah. Yeah. He's that like doesn't a surprise me, but I didn't know that. Yeah. I've like, learned so much about him since all of this. Like you and like, many other people that you can't yeah, learn. Like, you oh, can't take that stuff. You're back. actually crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, just be the fresh prince and, and 
sing rap songs that I can actually understand the lyrics to. Dude, do that. You were good at that. Remember uh, Family Guys? Um, they did a bit about Will Smith and how clean his rap is, and it was actually pretty funny. But they like made fun of how clean his rap is, which I didn't know you could make fun of that. But they Family Guy did it. It was I pretty think funny. They've yet to find, find a topic it. they can't mock. And so, yet all this from a minor hitch reference about the fact that you have a made-up job. You left teaching for a made-up job. For a made-up job. But before you left teaching for for a made-up job, mm-hmm. um, teaching teaching took you to an interesting spot on the globe. Yes, a, a spot that I didn't know existed until I heard about it, and then and now everyone knows. Now it exists. everyone knows it is, exists, which is crazy. Is when I got there. I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't what, can we, can we say it? Are we holding out? Or? No. I'm okay. So whatever. I was teaching in Wuhan, China. <gasps> oh, and, oh. So China's, <laughs> China's big. China's, China's not little. huge. It's massive. Yes. There's huge. a lot of, there's a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot of big cities. Yes. Uh, modernizing fast. Sure. But still largely agrarian. Um, and of all the cities in this giant country of a billion people, yeah. you could have landed in. You went to teach in Wuhan. In Wuhan, and no one had heard of it. Even I distinctly remember going to the airport for, to, to fly out there on that day. And I gave the lady my ticket at the front, and she goes, where are you going? She's like, Wu, Wuhan? <laughs> That's exactly how she said it. And I said, uh, sure. Um, she's like, is that, where is that? And we both had, I guess we pictured it was some village because we had never heard of it. It's huge. It's bigger than New York, 11 million people. Um, when I got there, I was just not expecting like the skyscrapers. Like you just look out into the horizon, you see skyscrapers, right. like just as far oh. as you you can see. So, so that was now give us a, give us a time frame here. Like you land in Wuhan when September first of twenty nineteen. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's fantastic. Little did she know. And I mean, why why in the world? Like you just got bored with teaching kids that could understand what you were saying and you figured, you know who I need to teach mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is little communists it who can't understand me. It wasn't cha- challenging enough teaching private school kids here in the US. Um, no, I had no intention of teaching there ever. Um, I had considered teaching overseas in college for like a minute. And then I thought, nah, I'll just stay local, see where that takes me. And then I was teaching second grade, side note, probably the most challenging second grade class. I was, after that year, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to teach again. Like it was, it was one of those, it was legendary. I feel like there's bumper sticker potential here. I'm just not landing on the wording. Like nothing, maybe, maybe just a meme, maybe bumper stickers aren't a thing anymore. But the the meme I'm envisioning is there's no way you could ever get me to go live in communist China. (laughs) And then it's just a split screen with a classroom full of second graders. Yep. That's, that's (laughs) what it took. Um, so I, um, I was teaching there and our school has a program where they do exchange, I guess there's a sister school in China, um, where they, uh, for a month, like students from there come to our school and they just experience our school for a couple of weeks. Yes, exactly. Like this is what an American school looks like. Um, so they said, Oh, you're going to get one of these children. And also his mom is coming and she works at a school. So she's going to see how you teach. That is all the background I had. So for a week, this woman who said not a word to me and her son, who also did not say a word for just two weeks, they would come in, they would chill, they would try to do some of the work and they would, you know, just hang back, watch me teach. And then they were done. For all I knew, they did not speak a lick of English and 
that was fine. We tried to accommodate them. So the last day they're about to leave and she comes to me in perfect English and says, I really enjoyed your class. I work at a university and we would love to have maybe give you an offer like a job offer. And I was like, what? Okay, tell me more. And she said, um, we'll pay for your travel. We'll pay for your lodging. Like we, we're a university, so you get to stay on campus. Um, the only thing you'd be responsible for is food. And I'm like, you're saying all the magic things, like paying for my stuff and travel. And I, I do, I love to travel. So um, she was like, you can do it for a year or two years or three if you really like it. Um, but you'd have to decide like now if you want to come on to the next season. Granted, this was back in, this was in February and the job was supposed to start in September. So I'm like, that's a good window. She's like, no, no, it takes a lot to get. Once you say you're going to China, it takes about six months just to get all the paperwork and everything. Right. So I thought about it over the weekend. I was like, it was one of those like, why not? What, what, what could go wrong? So I did. I said yes. And that is how. I got this magical opportunity to teach in a city I had never heard of. So again, I was picturing village, maybe. I don't know. They were like university. So I'm like, maybe upscale village. I don't know. But it was not what I pictured. <laughs> uh, like some uh, modern uh, version of Coming to America. <laughs> yes. You're starring in Coming to Wuhan. Minus the McDowell's. <laughs> something, something else. <laughs> uh, so what, like, what were you going to teach? English, conversational English. And I and it was, you know, college students. Right. So I was like, okay, I can I can do that. You know, te- it has to be better than what I'm teaching now, which right. is just I don't even know what I'm teaching. It was it was a circus at that point. Yeah. Like so I was like, sure, college kids in China, how different could it be? It was very different. But um it was interesting. I will say the college kids in China were very much like high school freshmen. Like as far as behavior, yeah. Like I didn't realize I have to tell them, "Hey guys, maybe put your phones away because I'm trying to teach you stuff." Oh no, we don't cheat, and we also don't plagiarize our work. And they were just very confused by that. Hey, maybe I'm we really should not stop surprised talking. China plagiarizes stuff. That sounds you know, shocking to me. Thinking about it now, it makes perfect sense. But when the first kid got up there and read his speech that he had looked up online and just it's read Abraham word Lincoln's. for word. <laughs> Four score, four score, seven, a goal. That's, that's wow, the accent. Josh. Now we got to <laughs> Now so we have to edit. 20, now we're keeping it. We're keeping 21. it. 2155. <laughs> I'll die on that hill. <laughs> you might actually. Uh, I'm I laughing. This, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing out of embarrassment. I just, that's, it's a nervous reaction. To his I'm half Asian. I'm allowed. <laughs> but the wrong Listeners brand. can't see that, you're sir. The wrong, it's the, you're the wrong flavor, though. You can't. Uh, I'm sure someone in Indonesia sounds like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, so, sorry, so getting back, back on track here, good, China has good. sent this woman to your school to low-key recruit you to come to China mm-hmm. and teach English to their foreign espionage operatives. We're all caught up. That's exactly what happened, yes. So yeah, I'm there. I'm teaching the first month I got off because um, the first month of middle school, high school, and college is military training for all of their kids, naturally. So for the first month, all the freshmen learn military tactics. They learn how to march, they learn how to shoot, they learn all of those things. And I actually, my friends and I stumbled upon a military drill practice that they were having in the field. We just, we heard this music from a distance and we were like, that sounds interesting. What's going on over there? Hey, there's lights. Let's go. It was, it was very much... Do you remember that scene in Lion King when the hyenas are marching and Scar's uh-huh. just watching? It was that. 
but like people <laughs> and with the Chinese flag. I have video on my phone. We were like, this isn't real. Is this real? This is real. So it was that. So while we're arguing over whether or not teachers should be allowed to tell our kindergartners about their love lives. <laughs> yep. Tina's like, no, learn to zero this rifle, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. It's you good. don't think it's very important that a first grader learns about like all the sexualities of life? Mm-hmm. You don't find that important? Right. And all the genders. Tina's like, no, take this month off for a little mini boot camp. And <laughs> mm-hmm. we're like, um, here's safe space. Here's your pronoun. Yes. You can pick one of the memorized. No, yeah, no, we're fine. We're fine. Learn Mandarin now, folks. Duolingo. Anyways. We're going to be great. All right, so you get a month off. Mm-hmm. You're settled in. Yep, settled in. Got to explore the city. It was it was massive. And that's the first time I've ever, I mean, I grew up here in Florida. I lived in Florida my whole life. Um, took the subway everywhere. It was very easy to travel there. But like you said earlier, you know, this the infrastructure of China, it's just, it's modernizing really fast. So you see this weird split, like some streets you'll walk down and it's like brand new buildings, brand new everything. It's clean, it's nice. And then you'll turn the corner and you're in this like, it looks like a Chinese village. You're yeah. like, whoa, like it just, it doesn't make sense. Um, and I actually stumbled upon a wet market. So when everybody was like, oh. You saw where it started. Yeah, I was there. I was patient zero. Um, as soon as I, like, we turned the corner, we saw, I was like, oh, this is a wet market. So when they started talking about what a wet market was, like, I knew exactly what it was. I got out the photos of my phone and I'm like, oh, you mean this thing? That terminology alone, though, that doesn't sound like someplace I want to visit. The wet market is not a place you want to visit. It's not like wet and wild? I mean, depends on your definitions (laughs) of Mm. those things. But yeah, it was, it was not, I mean... It was, I'm glad I went because I knew what they were talking about, but I'm, I don't know. Just the images that I have are, are very interesting. I could describe it to you if you'd like. Um, well, I mean, yeah, let's, we're here. Is that, that's why we're here. Why not? So, um, so I'll just, I'll just paint the scene for you. So my friends and I are walking down the street. It's called art street and it's very brand new. It's all like, it's very touristy. The whole place is made for Instagram. Like that's the whole point. They want people to go there and take pictures. So we get to the end of this street. It took us like two hours to walk. And then we turned the corner and we were like, we are not in Kansas anymore. Like we don't know where we just was like, where, where did we go wrong? So we turn the street and the first thing that hits us is like, there's, it's wet here and there's like water and blood like just being just you know flowing like in puddles and trying to step over so all of still that very much like new york city yeah yeah, yeah. you right. know same same thing um so then you look and i see it's just like little tiny butcher shops like just like across like just across on both sides it's just like a narrow alley and then outside it's people that have it looks like kiddie pools i would say they are they're like kiddie pools that they bought like at walmart or something there is walmart there we did we did you know, go to wow. Walmart there. So they have these kiddie pools, but in these kiddie pools are just different kinds of fish, eels, snakes, frogs, whatever. And then um, there's people there. They'll just walk up to the kiddie pool. They'll point and they'll say that one. And then they'll grab the animal and they'll slaughter it right there and bag it up for you fresh. And here you go. There's your dinner for tonight. And then, of course, you know, there's natural blood and stuff. So they're hosing it down. And that's where all of that is coming from. Hence the name wet market. Everybody has a hose that they're just using and hosing down all the mess. So now you know what a wet market is. So the real question here is, 
how did a major plague not start in one of these places Earlier, sooner? Right, right. You know, because yeah. as soon as they said, oh, this is where it originated, I said, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, maybe. Maybe yeah. it was. It's a little muddier now yeah, yeah, than yeah. it was then, but that, that made for an obvious choice at the time. So you get there, you get a month to settle in. Mm-hmm, that you're, they're feeding you this whole time. Food they're, is fantastic. They're, they're, you're getting paid with all the money we're spending on cheap crap and uh, you're, you're chilling. And uh, so like just about the time you get settled, mm-hmm. things get weird. I would assume. Yes. Um, let's see. Where do I begin? Where did um, I? Okay. So I made a couple of friends there. They were also teachers from America. It was a young couple. They were super sweet people and they just happened to live above me. We had the exact same job. I just didn't meet them. We just happened to like, Oh yeah, you do what I do. Okay, so then the three of us like stuck together because we're the only foreigners in this space. We're the only ones that speak English. Like it wasn't, it is a major city, but not everybody speaks English there. Right. So it was actually, I want to say right before finals week. So it was probably early December. Um, one of my friends gets really sick, like really sick. And he has the whole, he lost his taste. He lost his smell. And I had been to a Chinese hospital and I told them guys at all costs, like you don't, you don't want to go there. Like, just don't go there if you can not. So they heeded my advice and they were like, we're not, we're not going to go like, cause it was a, a couple husband and wife. So yeah. the husband got really sick. She caught it as well, but not so bad. But looking back, I'm like, I think that's what he had because afterwards, like maybe a week or two, we started seeing on their social feeds, um, another case of strange pneumonia, like third case of strange, they call it strange pneumonia. Yeah. Like fifth case of and strange this is pneumonia. What month? This was December. Okay. Yeah. So like December and it started towards Christmas and we're like, oh, okay, that's weird. And then like the articles would disappear or like, you know, you would even see people commenting like, don't spread this. This is not good news. You know, this is the holiday season. Don't, don't spread this kind of information. So, um, I'm just keeping an eye like okay, this is one of the many stories on my feed. It's fine. So end of that month, it's starting to become like Chinese New Year. And the they had a whole month off for Chinese New Year that year. Just happened. How many to months do they take off? They had a lot of holidays. Yeah. So basically, if you total it up, I maybe worked three months. And the rest of the time, I was just enjoying China. I mean, I guess when you're trying to keep a billion people in line. Yeah, you, you give them a them lot happy. of time off. Yeah. yeah, a lot of vacation time. So I will say they worked an average of like 12-hour days, and but they get a, a nap, you know? Nap time was a thing there. Not mad at that. No. I When I found out, I was like, you all nap here for like, from 12 to 2, it's like nap time for everybody across the whole university. They just shut down. Everybody well, naps. It's fantastic. It's like a siesta. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, I don't know what the Mandarin word for that is. I should have asked. Siesta. <laughs> another that one, one that one didn't land as another well one. no I, I didn't know how to say a spanish word with a chinese that was a difficult you one. tried it's a tall order yeah yeah <laughs> let's move on so so beginning of january those same friends and i were like let's take a trip we have an entire month off like let's do something so we decide thailand's super cheap to travel to so we're like let's go to to thailand so we're getting all ready to go to thailand and then as soon as we landed back from Ch- thailand we had a, like a tour around china like planned out 
So we're getting to Thailand and the feed is starting to blow up with more cases and more cases of this strange pneumonia, mysterious pneumonia found in 12 people now. So, you know, first three people have died from it. And we're like, okay, this is getting bad. And in the meantime, they they had whatever they had. May or may not have been COVID, but how many things knock out your taste and smell? Right. They didn't go to the hospital. They just... No, he waited it out. He was fine after about a week and a half. He was okay. There was a couple days when he was like, I honestly thought I was going to die. It was bad. But he survived. He He bounced back and he was good. So me and the my friends, there that are a couple, and then one girl from China, she decided to come with us, a friend that we had made there. So we were like, okay, let's all go to Thailand. And as soon as we land, we get these little like health notices and we had to go through like, they were like, oh, you're from Wuhan, you have to go through this line. So already we were like, what, what is happening here? You're like, no, I'm Orlando, I'm from Orlando. I'm from, no, look, American passport, yeah. America. Um, so they're like, no, no, you flew in from Wuhan. So they ushered us to this line. But they just give us these little like slips of paper that's like, oh, there's a health scare in Wuhan. Like, make sure you watch out for these symptoms. Okay, bet, whatever. Um, they did take our temperature at that point. I don't know what they were going to do with us if we were feverish. Like, I, they just felt like they were doing what they needed to do, I guess. We passed. We were fine. Had a great time in Thailand. We were there for two two weeks. Meanwhile, there's still, like, now the feed is all pneumonia cases are blowing up. What's going to happen? So we're watching this from Thailand and we're like, guys, should should we go back or should we just extend our stay here? No, it'll be fine. Let's go back. We got to go back. We have our China tour coming up. We have to go back. So um, we went back and I remember being in the, the airport of Thailand and my friend who's from China, she's like, guys, I think we should buy masks because I just I have this feeling like we're going to need to buy a mask. We should wear them on the plane. So she goes and she buys the last masks in the whole airport and she gives them to, to us. Like we're the we're the ones that have the final masks, which is not weird in China. Everybody wears masks for whatever reason. It's very polluted there. So everybody wears masks like on a day where it's just super hazy. You see everybody with masks. If you have a cold there, people wear masks. You know, it's not it's not uncommon. Right. So we're like, OK, like I had a couple masks in my in my bag. No big deal. So we fly in there. And as we're flying over there, um, well, it was fine. We ended up landing at night, but getting out of the airport and getting out of the subway and seeing like it was a ghost town. Like, well, you can't imagine. I was trying to tell people before they locked down New York. I'm like, imagine New York City with no people walking on the streets. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Like you're walking down the equivalent of Times Square. The lights are on, but there's no one. And we're just walking with our, our little suitcases trying to make our way home. And it's just, it was very creepy. So at, at that point, was it like mandated or everybody was just freaked yet. out? And they're like, no. Well, they had also told us like, it's, Wuhan's a college town. There's over a hundred universities there. So like, they were like, everybody goes home for the holidays. So there's not going to be as many people. So I was like, is this because of the sickness or is this because it's the holiday? I was kind of trying to give everything the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, oh, no, it's just everybody's gone for the holiday. Everybody went home. Like, that's all this is. That's not what it was. So two days later, we got the I actually got a text from a friend here saying, is it true that Wuhan's locked down? And at this point, I was still in bed and I was like, no, like everything's fine. And then I opened the news and I'm like, oh, no, we, we are locked down. Like, that's that's a thing. So we had no idea what that was going to mean. We're like, are we going to get to are we, they going to lock us in here? Are we going to get food? 
like what what's gonna happen so that was that was that so like what what did that mean there though like that's a different deal than oh we're gonna like a city in america passes a curfew we're all like yeah (laughs) okay whatever bro um they don't they don't play no so we were in the middle of the the teachers building in the university which was in the middle of campus. So obviously everybody was gone for the holidays. Campus was closed, but we were still there. So no one was there already, but now everything is closed. So we were like, guys, we should get money. Like that's the first thing we should do. So they were like, you can still go outside, but you have to wear a mask and you have to keep away from people. They were already doing the social distancing thing, but we were the only city that it was like that. So we donned our backpacks, me and my two friends, We got our masks and then we went to the bank and got like as much cash as possible. And then we were like, we need to go grocery shopping because we don't know. Like, are they going to like they have food delivery. Uber Eats there like is super cheap. You could eat probably three meals, have them delivered. And it's still cheaper than one meal here. Like it was just super. So we were like, will they stop deliveries? I don't know what's perishable, what's not. So we went to a grocery store and. Oh, and the the taxis were down, so we had to walk like an hour to the grocery store. And then people were, they were both panic buying and also buying for the holiday. So you saw some people buying like all the dumplings and all like the party foods. And then you saw people buying all the, like the canned goods and the rice and the staples, but it was just mayhem in the store. So of course, we're the, we, we don't speak Chinese. So we're over there, we're like, we're trying to fill up on stuff. I'm like, okay, rice lasts a while. So I buy this huge thing of rice. I buy some eggs, some meat. Um, I didn't know how to buy vegetables. Apparently there's a whole process you have to go through that I didn't know. So the lady legit threw away my carrots and like my oranges, all the produce I had bought. She was like, no, you did this wrong. And she just like throws it in the garbage. I'm like, all right, cool, bet. (laughs) So that happened and I had no idea what she was saying. So I go and I have my giant bag of rice and all my groceries and then we decided to trek on home. So we decided to just wait it out until when is when is until you know oh, a week or two, I don't know. Like what our, were they saying? Were they putting any time frame on it? They weren't. It was just indefinite. And then our contacts at the school cuz we had a director like a liaison for the foreign teachers. Um we were trying to text them. She's like, "Oh, I don't know. She had also gone home." Like she was in a city like four hours away. So she couldn't like help us do anything. So we were like, how long is it? She's like, I don't know. And we were like, can we leave and go home? She's like, if you leave and go home, you're going to have to pay for your ticket back. And we were like, I don't care. Like (laughs) we can go home and we'll figure that out. So then they locked down the airport. They locked down everything. So we're like, are we even going to get to go home? Um, After a couple of days, we realized like things were just gradually getting worse and worse our china trip our you know tour naturally got canceled and the whole like country was locked down so we were there for like like three days during the lockdown we were like this is bad we need we need to get home so luckily wuhan has an embassy and we contacted them but the embassy is closed for renovation and also for you know the lockdown so we were like how how do we get out of here so then a lady who I knew at the college, she, tech- she texted me. She was like, oh, look, the U.S. is organizing an evacuation, like a plane. Like she sent me a screenshot of the article. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like my government should be telling me. Like they know I'm here. They should be, somebody from back home should be telling me. But it was her. So I was like, okay, fine. So we go. I went on the website that it told me to go on. And then 
it said like call this number so we called this number and we basically the recorded message was if you're calling about the news article that has not been confirmed there's no plane like no <laughs> basically that you're you're stuck um but for more information like keep updated sign up for our text alerts blah 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 um there was a plane but it wasn't confirmed and they were trying to still pull it together right so um the couple friend that I had made, her dad had like contacts in the government and he was like, he had like insider information. So she's like, hey, my dad just called some senator and they said, if you want a spot on any potential plane they might have, send an email with this information to this website or to this like embassy email. You're not going to get a response, but at least they know you're here. And then that was it. We we created the email. I sent it out into the the abyss, and I was like, "Okay, now now we wait and see if we're going to get rescued." So what's the what's the news from the states at this point? So at so this you're point, you're doing was, all this. Do we even have any cases here yet? No, no, no one even knew. I actually put out like a, an update on Facebook. I said, "Hey guys, I'm okay. Like just an update. You know, we're locked down, but I'm safe." And I got like three messages back. What are you talking about? Like what what do you mean? You know, like everything's fine you know like right. I, are you like what, what i'm like are you watching the news like what? do they even have it on the news i didn't know at that point what was yeah. being shared um here stateside so so at one point i want to say it was january or february certainly before any cases mm-hmm. were here uh and it was still you were hearing it was reported as like this mystery pneumonia mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. only you were hearing a little whatever so it was flu season here in the in the south uh, of the United States. And so my son, despite having a flu shot, had, had caught the flu. Mm-hmm. So I nerd out on things like this and I, you know, I'm digging into, oh, okay, yeah, the flu shot actually, A, it's a crapshoot anyways, B, it wanes 10% per month after you get it. So if you get it very early in the season, it's not doing much for you at the end of the flu season. So I'm um, whatever, but I got into like the, the transmission a little bit, right? Like there's only so many ways you, you spread this around. Right. So I was talking to everybody knows I, I work at a school. So I was talking to our director of health services. I'm like, why do we not like we know how and we had been hit hard with with flu some that that year. If I remember right. So I'm like, why do we not just make it dead simple to clean hands? Like, why don't we just have the little sanitizer pumps? This is February of 2020. I'm saying January, <laughs> February of 2020. I'm saying this. Um, you know, why don't we just put the little dispensers like inside every every classroom door? Just make it really simple to hit that on the way in, way out. I'm like, we'd cut down on so much of this on-campus flu transmission if you mm-hmm. just did that. I'm like, and I'm sure some distributor would give us the wall units for free as long as we buy the fillers from them. Right. She's like, yeah, that's worth looking at. So it just struck up the conversation. And um, she's like, why Like, did you get into this? I'm like, oh, Marcus is sick. And I nerd out on stuff like this. And, you know, uh, whatever. I'm like, I'm a natural worst case scenario kind of guy. And I just, the words are burned <laughs> into my memory. She goes, oh, but tell me you're not worried about like this thing in China. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not one of those yes, people. Yes, <laughs> I am worried about this thing in China. Why aren't, why aren't you? Mm-hmm. Which is very easy to say after the fact, but that hand of God, that conversation happened. So, and all the while, you're you're stuck. You're locked down. I'm stuck, a- locked down, freaking out, panicking, not panicking, praying, telling all my friends like, guys, pray for me. I need to get out of here. Our president's here telling us it's not going to get here, and if it does, we'll shut it down. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's that. the word on the street. Nancy Pelosi's telling people to go visit Chinatown in California, where one hundred percent it was already circulating. One hundred percent, I wouldn't um, already circulating. Yeah, at that time, I wouldn't doubt it. 
Um, so finally, we get a response from this email that we sent out to the void. It was probably like two days. Um, we get an email back and hey, you're on our waiting list. We're, we're, we're giving priority to the embassy people, but there is a plane. We've confirmed it. It has 212 seats, you know, and basically first come, first serve. Not first come, first serve, but like first, the first priority is embassy employees. And they had also had a bunch of contractors from other countries working in the embassy because they were renovating. So they were like, all the contractors and their families also get priority. And if there's room, here's a waiting list. And you other people are also on it. So at that point, it became, okay, I'm on the list. Doesn't really mean anything, but I'm on the list to get on to get out on this plane that may or may not happen. Now, I will say the the couple that I had befriended, it was it's crazy how it happened. So they had gotten married right before they came to China, which was about a month before I uh, after I did. And they she hadn't changed her last name yet. So her last name started with a D. His last name started with a T. So they they went alphabetically and they called her first. So she got confirmed on the plane. And then she was like, hey, my husband's here. We don't have the same last name. Can you confirm him as well? And they were like, well, he's way down on our list, but we'll confirm him and we'll get him a spot. So then she's like, hey, my neighbor is on the list, too. And she's and she said my name, you know, Rodriguez to be Rodriguez. She's like Rodriguez. And they were like. And they were like, is she there with you? So then her husband gets on the phone with me. He's like, get up here now. So then I'm like, okay. So I, I run up there and I talk to this guy on the phone. Can't even remember his name. He's like, okay, I'm going to confirm you. You're on the plane. Wait for a confirmation email and we will we'll be, you, you have a spot. Basically, he's like, you're going to pay. It's going to be X amount of money, but we'll pay for you and you'll just have to pay us back. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. Like, you can take my firstborn child. Like, I just need to get, I need to get yeah. home. So then they're like, okay be at the airport tomorrow at 10 a.m. How the airport's an hour away and no cars are allowed on the street and there's no subway, there's no travel. Okay, we'll figure that out. Like, cool, we have a spot on the plane. And this is, like, I'm still trying to get a feel for the vibe in Wuhan at this point. Like, is this, is this their early on like is this their first this their version of 14 days to slow the spread or this is the point where they're like welding doors shut on apartment buildings and building hospitals overnight towards the end of we were still there when they were starting to shut the doors and we were hearing of an entire like apartment buildings catching it and they're you know basically delivering groceries outside and like that had started after towards the end and like that's when we were like okay this is getting really bad and also they're shutting down the rest of china like we just watched we were watching like the little cities around us those got locked down and then like beijing and then like all of the just basically all of china so we just watched it slowly spread from like where we were and as it they spread uh things got worse like where we were in in Wuhan. Of course, you look out the window, you just don't see anybody. Uh, everything that I know is coming through like the little WeChat right. social feed. So the very, very controlled and filtered WeChat social feed. Exactly. And then my, my friends were also like keeping me updated because it's all in Chinese and I yeah. don't read Chinese, don't speak Chinese. So I had like very gracious friends who were like, hey, this is what's happening. And I'm like, that's terrifying. OK. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, got my spot on the plane figured out we called somebody from the school who knew somebody who was allowed to have a car um, on the road. He got a special government permit. So they gave us a ride. But because it was such a small car and there was me and three other teachers, we were only allowed to bring one suitcase, like a carry on suitcase back home. We had an entire apartment like I had an entire apartment to like pack up. So 
I just, I spent that whole night, packed up my apartment, took my, I cheated. I brought my one bag and then I was like, I don't care. I'm bringing two bags. And I rode with my giant bag in my lap on the airport or to the airport, the whole one hour trip. So when we get to the airport, mind you, um, I didn't say, I did not receive a confirmation email from the, the one that they said I was going to get. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. My friend Christy did, who was the one who confirmed my seat, but I didn't get that. So this whole time I'm like, I might not have a seat on this plane, at which point I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I'm, I'm going in faith. I'm going, the guy, Dave, I think was his name. Dave said I had a seat, so I'm just going to go. I brought all my stuff. He's <laughs> yelling at some poor gay lady. Listen, Dave said... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we had one of those like scary moments because like it's the airport is completely shut down there's no one there it's a huge airport it's like jfk i guess no one's there except for us americans and we're there they're giving us they were very cool they brought us like snacks and stuff like little cup of noodles and whatever so we're just chilling there we're, just we're waiting definitely so this is there or here? This is there. This, this is there. Is there. Yeah. Say, that's the first thing you want when you land stateside from Wuhan Absolutely. in the middle of a pandemic is a cup of noodle. Here, cup of noodle. Here you go. <laughs> Taste of home. <laughs> um, so we're sitting there and then they're confirming. They're like, okay, get in line and we're going to confirm your seat. The lady could not find my name on the list. She went through twice before she found me. I was like all the way at the end. I kid you not. I was sitting there like sweating bullets. Like, I don't even know how I'm going to get home at this point, like back to my apartment because the guy had left right. and there's no like how, whatever, I don't know. So she finally found me and I was like breathing all the relief, like praying, like almost, almost passed out. I was like, thank you. Okay. So then they make an announcement. They're like, oh, make sure to bring your parkas because the plane, it's a converted cargo plane. They basically took seats from other planes and bolted them into this plane so that we could have a space. And the reason for that was if someone got sick, they could easily just tarp a section off of the plane and it's not circulating air. So they can basically quarantine that person in the plane. So um, I actually like I have pictures on my phone, like sitting in the airplane, the cockpit had legit. It looked like trash bags, like sealing off our our area from theirs there was no overhead bins everything was like thrown to the side of the plane our snacks they had um they had just had like a box of like frito-lays and like sandwiches and they were like you can get get up and get snacks whenever you want to there's coolers fritos and sandwiches kind of sounds like a good time it was it was like okay cool and then they had like a coolers across the side of the plane and then they came by and they checked our temperature like every hour so, um, and it was that our crew was two guys in full hazmat suits with like three masks on gas masks. Like you couldn't hear what they were saying. It was, it, it was like, it didn't feel like real life. Right. So there was that. That feels like the start of a, like a resident evil gamer movie is what that sounds like. Yeah. Which I recently saw that. And that is 100% what it felt like. So they have us all there and then they're like, Oh, we're landing in Alaska. And then we're landing in Originally, it was San Francisco um, for some reason. And then they realized, oh, we don't actually have a place to house them for two weeks because we were like going to be quarantined for two weeks. So then they're like, You're, okay, and like literally we landed in Alaska. We're like, oh, we're going to go to San Francisco and then we'll figure it out from there. But mid-air, mid-flight, they were like, oh, we're not going there anymore. We're going to Ontario, which I thought, I'm like, Canada? No, apparently there's an Ontario in California. So it's right out of L.A. So that's where we're going. Okay. So evacuated from one communist country right to another. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, well, we're just, we're just going. 
it's cool. And then we landed, um, and it was a military base. So um, the reality here is that literally anywhere in America would have been acceptable and preferable. Exactly. To. Yeah. Even when we landed in Alaska, which like always it was it was nighttime. All we saw was snow. I was like, I'll sleep in this airport. Yeah. I don't care. And they kept us in our own little wing. We were like, can we walk around the airport? They were like, no, like this wing has to be sanitized now because you were all in it. And they checked our temperature there. We got a health check there, health screening. Everybody was fine. I will say nobody on the plane, the first plane over was positive. They yeah. tested us several times and we were the first to get the test here in America. And this is a damn time frame. This is, is this February? Is this March? This was end of January. So, so early, early still. I think, I want to say we we left Wuhan January 28th, 29th, landed like whatever. Like I think our, I know we got out of quarantine on like February 13th because I remember it was Valentine's Day like the next day. And we're like, oh, we're free for Valentine's Day. So I remember that. And so the two week period, that's how I count it. I was like, okay, Valentine's Day, I was free. So it was two weeks before that. So around beginning of February. So we land there, they test us. We don't know what, like, we're super jet lagged. It's nighttime, we're hungry, food magically appeared. We don't know how or where. It was cold, it was pasta, we ate it. We, didn't, we did not care. Um, I will say shout out to the US government because they took really good care of us considering like, what do we do with 200 people? Where do we put them? We have to quarantine them, we have to feed them. We have to like negotiate all of these things. By the end of where like our stay, we had like any luxury we wanted. Like you want a hot blanket, you want hot cocoa, you want like this, just go to this like tent and any amenity that you want is there. So I was like, yes, shout out to the government at that point because I think they took good care of us. They even gave us a Super Bowl party while we were there because like Super Bowl happened. Um, The only reason, the only way I keep track of Super Bowls is like the halftime show. I'm one of those people. I want to say it was J-Lo and Shakira. That was the one, right? 2020? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, that was the only thing I remembered. And I was, at that point, I was, we had, they gave us pizza and beer and wings. And we were, you know, we were all there with our, our, our masks, like sitting there with a flat screen TV outside. <laughs> Bite a pizza, mask, mask. <laughs> exactly. So they did that for us. Anyway, backtrack. We land, they test us. And then every morning... They had like a representative from the CDC come out and address us. We had like a morning meeting and they would give us updates on like, okay, so here's what we know about the disease now. Oh, this disease, they were still calling it coronavirus because we didn't have the fancy name that right. it was, you know, COVID. They didn't name it until after we were out. Um, so we're there, they're like, okay, your, your tests have been sent to Atlanta to the CDC and you're going to get them back in three days, at which point we will tell you, you know, if you're positive, if anybody's positive, you have to stay but if you're negative, if, if everybody's negative, well, we'll just play it by ear. So we get our results and they make the announcement, everybody's negative. Okay, great. Here are your official quarantine papers that says you're under quarantine for two weeks. And we were like, but we're, we're negative. And they're like, we just don't know enough about the way this disease works. So you're all going to have to be quarantined for two weeks anyway. Um, the verbiage they used was funny because they're like, we're not keeping you here by force, but you can't leave. So one, somebody did try to leave and they forcefully brought him back because it's a military base and there's confidential stuff and you can't be going around the military base. So, yeah. The, yeah, the libertarian in me just wants somebody to sit there the whole time going, am I being detained? Am I being detained? No, he, Can he I was leave? doing that. Am I being that. detained? <laughs> 
there were several of us in the group that were like that. We were just like, can we, can we leave though? And they were like, yes, but no. Yes, you can't, but technically yes, because you're not being detained, but no, you can't leave because yeah, cool, it was cool, that. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. So who's handling your class action lawsuit then? Is that something that... It's a great question. I have not I have yet to... Uh, <laughs> Yet to hear information. I'm about sure that. John Morgan will get all over it for you. I should. I should go to him. Ugh, that dude sucks. <laughs> He's the worst. Those billboards Ugh. everywhere. I kept thinking at some point, like, he'll retire or, you know, ultimately we all die, right? But. Then he's like cloned himself. He's got, I don't know, three, four, 15 sons look just like him. All attorneys. He looked old a few years ago. And now all the pictures I see of him, he's like young again. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing to him, but John Morgan. The blood of young For, people, for the people. I'm sure. <laughs> so, so but yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're being held captive, but uh, tonight it's, it's a, a velvet, uh, what, what do they say? Velvet handcuffs. It's a, yeah. you know, it's hot cocoa and mm-hmm. heated blankets and. Yeah, they're trying to make it as pleasant as possible. So are there are there things like, okay, you get back stateside and now you have access to <laughs> arguably unfiltered yes. news sources. Mm-hmm. So now are you starting to see things that you weren't getting while you're in China where you're like, oh, holy, holy crap. Thank, yes. thank God. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm watching the situation unfold out there. And at that point, it was full scale. You know, they had already been locking down buildings, but it was just so much worse. And my friend was sending me like live footage. She's like, we're here. We're trapped in this tiny apartment. Um, She was showing me she pointed her phone camera out the window and like people are doing Morse code with their lights, trying to communicate to each other like they don't have cell phones, but they're just like the neighbors are trying to talk to each other through the walls. And like, I'm like, it looks like prison. Like, I'm so glad. And then at that point. The school was like, yeah, so we're glad not you coming got out. back. I was very glad I got out. Okay, because you said they were doing Morse code. I was so glad. And then you I was this. so glad. Yes, I was so glad you. they were stuck in their room. <laughs> I was so glad that we all took that ham radio class together. <laughs> it's our first lesson in English so, class. I'd still talk. I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. I can't remember who. Like, it's so hard to gauge the degrees of lockdowns. Oh, it's because like last week, China locked down. Like a whole big city again because of like five cases. They're just like, it always makes me think of the Fred Armisen. Uh, Ar- Armisen? Armisen? Anyways, the funny guy named Fred, when he <laughs> when he guest starred on Parks and Rec, and he's playing like the Argentinian official, and he's like, believe it or not, straight to jail. <laughs> straight to jail. Straight, you go straight over, to jail. Overcook, undercook. <laughs> uh, but so... You know, I'm like, so we did our, our lockdown here, mm-hmm. right? Eventually our, our 14 days to, to slow the spread that I, I think we might still be in. I Not Florida, but um, but it was like, but you could still go buy groceries and there were there was food deliveries and you mm-hmm. could work depending on if you were essential or not. And even that was pretty loosely defined. Right. Uh, right. So like they're locked down there, but are they still allowing food deliveries? Could you still go get groceries or it's like. Yes. So no, food like was you can open. pee out the window and what the food you have is the food you have and good luck to you. Yeah, no, they were doing food and I think they had moved to grocery delivery, but the way it was is like the, the buildings were locked down. So what I saw was they were actually piling the groceries outside the building. And then after everybody, like the delivery people had left, they would allow like the building manager to come out and take the groceries and distribute. And it wasn't like a system. It was just, it was kind of mayhem from what I was seeing. So, um, that's, so it was groceries and then obviously hospitals and that was it. And maybe like a handful of drivers to help with groceries, but you had to have special permission from the government to do anything. And like, if you were out, they would stop you and ask you where you were going. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, 
like regimes like that, totalitarian regimes, communism, socialism, all these things where you can, you, you control the means, you control the labor. It's, you know, people hold it up as like some good examples because sometimes you can pull off some pretty impressive things, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're the Pharaoh and you have unlimited slaves, you can build some giant pyramids. You, mm-hmm. can, you can pull it off, right? And so they literally were building full-blown hospitals overnight like, yeah in a in a day right and but i'm looking at that going i don't think that's a hospital i want to be in <laughs> like, i have a rule about fair rides which is i don't go on fair rides because i'm not going to entrust my life to some ride that was assembled by a convicted carney in mm. three days and trust <laughs> that he didn't miss a bolt right it's just a bad risk reward scenario so i'm like I don't think I want to be in a regular Chinese hospital. I definitely don't want to be in the pop-up one. (laughs) Maybe the pop-up one is preferable now that I think about it. The the regular one, I I did have to go to a Chinese hospital. It's not an experience I would wish on anybody. Um, It was... It was bad. But I mean, are there layers to that game? Like, were you in a crappy one? And like, there's good ones for people in the party? I was in a standard one. Like, and I thought maybe, maybe. Um, I just went to a standard... And I will say I got in the day that I needed to be seen because the director that I was working with, the liaison lady, she was my translator and she knew someone in the hospital. So she used her connection. She literally came to pick me up to go to the hospital and she had a whole gift bag. And I'm like, what is that for? She's like, oh, this is for my friend who's the doctor who's getting us in. She's the reason we can be seen today because if not, we'd have to wait a couple weeks. Um, yeah. So she because of her connection, I was able to like skip the line and like do what needed to get done. But even then I'm like, are you, are you kidding? So if I didn't know you and I just walked into the hospital needing to be seen, it's, you know, if I'm not dying, I would have to wait a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and You know, that's always the joke about communism though, right? Is mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, it's the equal sharing of misery rather than <laughs> unequal sharing of prosperity. I believe that. And so it's yeah. like, um, you know, not everybody's equal because the party is not equal no. ever. You see it over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to treat China like it's a little bit different because they figured out, hey, let's do some of this capitalism stuff too. Right. Because we like money. Mm-hmm. So we'll do the communism thing still. Right. But we're going to do it. We're going to do a, We're gonna do a little bit of capitalism mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're going to build everybody's stuff for them. Yep. And uh, so, but it was hey, an interesting dynamic for you. I'm yeah. just wondering what kind of hospital you could I get in, got into. Like, if you just kept for emergencies, emergencies yeah. only, like a Mao is awesome t shirt, <laughs> do you get to go? Like, I don't believe it, but I'll wear it to get into the good hospital. I, I believe it. I did. That's not the hospital I went to, but I believe yeah. there are probably a lot, and especially in the city. Like, the deeper you go into the main city, I'm sure those are nicer, yeah. nicer like places to go to and definitely like the deeper you get into the city kind of like here the the wealthier people live there the people with means the party members they live in the nice cities and you have to in order to live in like a metropolitan city like that you have to get special permission from the government and they like it takes it takes three or from what i understand it took it took several years just to get permission like yes you make enough money yes you have this position you can move into this area of the city we will allow you to do that so like people who live in the city, they don't ever leave because they're like, do you know what it took to like took to get me here? You know, so they'll do whatever. And a lot of them either join the party or they already are members of the party. So that's how it, that's what it takes. Like if you wanted to like it would be the essential like if I wanted to move to New York and we were under that same kind of regime, 
I would need special permission. It would probably take 10 years yeah. for me to get permission to go there. Give it a little time. <laughs> so, but you're stateside with, you know, 200 some odd of your closest friends. Mm-hmm. You're in, uh, you know, not Canadian Ontario. Right. Uh, chilling on this face. Mm-hmm. Drinking hot chocolate not paid for by my Chaco tax Go. dollars. Yep. Not drinking Chaco Go. Mm-mm. Does anybody pop positive? No. That's crazy. No, but we did see it was towards the end of our stay, like the last four days, they started fencing. Now they had fenced us in. It was, um, we were staying in like the, I don't know if barracks is the right word, but it was, they were, it was like a little hotel for the military personnel, like family who comes to the base mm-hmm. to stay there. So it was like these semi nice hotel room, not a motel, but not much better. Right. So the rooms were like a solid seven. Um, and then they had like shared bathrooms and then they, you know, it was like a nice little suite ish with my, my fridge didn't work, but I did have one in there. So everybody has these little, I don't know if that counts. Yeah. So a fridge that doesn't work is just a box. Yeah. And then there was a microwave. So I was like, I get the idea. They're trying to make it nicer. Um, so they had these two buildings facing each other and it was all these like rooms we were staying there. And then there was like a parking lot between us. So in the parking lot was where we had all our meetings, our meal. They had a, a tent where they would serve our meals. And then um, they had another tent where there was like all the equipment you need, if you need shampoo, conditioner, all of that. But then they, they like overnight when they said, okay, you're officially quarantined. They built this like temporary fence around where we were. And then, you know, those, I don't know what they are. It's like a, it's not a SWAT team vehicle, but it's one of those vans where it's all the computer stuff inside and like, I don't know. I can't, I can only picture it as like a SWAT van or like an FBI van. They parked one of those outside of the entrance and anybody who was coming in had to stop by that van and like check in. We had security around us and then they had like a little, free to go. You're free to go. And then they had a little hand washing station for everybody to come in and out and you had to wash your hands before you came in. And anybody who was working with us had to be fully hazmatted up. Even like they had people cleaning our rooms, like housekeeping personnel, but they were all in hazmat suits they weren't really allowed to. They were allowed to talk to us, but they kept their distance. They were like not allowed to talk to us. It was really weird. How much is, if you're doing that job, how much do your paycheck have to be for you not to go, well, no, screw this. No, <laughs> and I, I, I think they assembled them last minute because they didn't really know what they were doing. There was like one guy who like, I guess, was in charge of the maintenance of that whole facility. And it's like they hired this team overnight because he was definitely telling them, this is how you make a bed this is how you vacuum the rooms here and we're just watching this like wow okay it was probably a bunch of i mean what kind of was it an army base what kind of base yeah it it was uh it was was air force a bunch of you know schmuck e1s being like go no they were civilians they were civilians and um i'm sure they were documented but there was uh, i wasn't 100 percent sure uh, so, during that time in America, I am positive they probably were. Probably they were. Yeah. <laughs> that administration. Yeah, were. working yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but there was a question. I was like, are you? But, you know, it doesn't matter. It's cool. But, yeah. Um, Finally, you could speak Spanish to somebody, though. Yeah. I was like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Brethren. Latinx? No? <laughs> See? No? So, But 14 days. Nobody pops positive. Are you all terrified to sneeze or cough? Yeah. Yeah, and some people, they told us even, they were like, you're all negative, you don't have to wear masks around each other. Some people did, I don't know. There's a good number of people, I still don't know what they look like, because they had their masks on, they had their glasses on. And it became 
it became kind of a community. There was like a church group that met. There was like two Sundays. They were like, we're going to have like church on Sunday. And they pulled like chairs together in the parking lot. There was a, a guy who had a mahjong set. And he was like, we're going to do mahjong lessons. If anybody wants to learn how to play. There was a lady who did Zumba and yoga. So they they hand wrote a sign and stuck it places. They're like, we're going to have Zumba at four o'clock on these days. So it was, became this weird little community it was so party weird. Community. We did. We did. And then we had like a, we, they had, they brought like gifts and toys for the kids. Like this charity came and they were like, we're going to get you guys everything you need. So the kids had bikes and like all kinds of stuff. So it was a little utopian society inside this weird military base. <laughs> I don't well, know. It's kind of cool it though. So it was fun. Like I learned how to play Mahjong. I learned, I had some, took some art lessons, did some Zumba. Because what else are you going to do besides just sit there? Um, I will say it speaks to all of us had come from China. And like one of the questions in the morning, we had one of our morning meetings and they were like, oh, some people are asking if you're allowed to talk to the media. Guys, you're allowed to talk, say whatever you want here. Yeah. I mean, you guys are free to leave. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. But, but not, but not, but you're not allowed to leave. But yeah, because some of us were like, well, you know, getting re- requests for interviews and they were like, are we allowed to talk about what's happening? And like, I remember the look on some of their faces. They're like, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys came from China where you're not allowed to say anything. So they're like, yeah, yeah, you can talk to the media. You can tell them what's happening here. So I declined because I didn't want that kind of attention, but some of the people there definitely were like having their 15 minutes of like fame and Not doing you, interviews. You were holding out for the solid seven podcast. I was just for you guys. That was the correct I wanted play. you guys to give you, to give you the inside scoop. It just took you a long time, you know, to, to get to me, but it's okay. We wanted to make sure we were good enough first. Mm-hmm. And then we realized we never will be. And we just went with it. Well, you got you, you're yeah. an affiliate right now. We're affiliates and ambassadors. We're many things. Yeah. All good A-words. At that point, I was, yeah, I was like, oh, there's <laughs> Solid a- seven. We're A-words. <laughs> the good A-words. Yeah, uh, that's, not, that's accurate. Yeah. So you're there two weeks, and then what? They're just like, all right, good luck to you. Well, they were very generous, and they were like, we will help you get to wherever you need to go. So... There was a lady there, a point person who... You keep using this word generous like it wasn't my money, but continue. It was all my money, too. I pay taxes, too. Uh, yes, you do. So I was like, all right, Uncle Sam. It's like, just always easy to be generous with somebody else's money. That's yeah. Me. I was like, well, finally, I can see my tax dollars at work. Yes. You know? So, okay. I'm, I'm happy with this. So they there was a lady there who was coordinating, like, where do you need to go? And they were buying us plane tickets. They had three buses going to different airports on that day based on where when you needed to you know, wherever people were going in the country. So a lot of them were going to DC because DC had given them jobs and relocated them. A lot of them already had apartments waiting for them that like were just being set up. I remember like overhearing conversations from some of the embassy like workers. They were like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start on this day because we get back this day. And yeah, yeah, the apartment will be ready for us. Like, I was like, man, that must be nice to be a government employee to just set up over there. Um, Luckily for me, I have family in LA, so my uncle picked me up. So there were some people who were had people what like a local stereotype, you know, <laughs> you know. So my my uncle came and he he got me, and I got to see my my Lolo actually my the my Filipino side of my family. So I got to see him play some mahjong with him, and then my best friend, uh, she actually is a voice actress in LA. So she came and picked me up and I spent some time with her. So it was actually fun. It was like a vacation, but it was so weird. She took me to Universal 
in Los Angeles. And of course, nobody knows what's happening. So I just came from being locked down in quarantine. People weren't allowed to talk to me except for like from six feet away in a hazmat suit. So now I'm just crammed in like a roller coaster car at Universal and everybody's fine and this is great. So that was very... Meanwhile, I see the news and I see how it's spreading and I'm like, it's it's coming here. Like, what do I do? You don't do anything. You can't do anything. You just have to watch the horror spread and like know that it's coming. Right. You know? So that was very surreal. Um, and then I, I came, I spent like three or four days in Los Angeles once we, once we were released from our, you know, non-forced captivity. Yes. And then, no, I got home, came home. And at that point, I I had planned to save up the rest of my China money, but it didn't happen. So I ended up staying with my parents for a little while, and that that's my story. Nate, I was uh, I can't remember when this was. It might have been. It was probably February. That uh, might have been March. When did you Boy. get When did you get back in town here? I get I got back the t- February towards the end of February. All right. So this was very. This was either uh, this might have been late February. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to stay very vague here for reasons. But I was, I was talking with some people about what was going on, mm-hmm. at, right? And my, my take was, um, not, like, we all kind of need to have a plan, right? Like, everybody kind of needs to, yeah. like, this, well, is, that's this is coming, right? Yes. This is going to be here. And I was in... in that particular group of people I was having that conversation with, I was a minority of, of one, right? <laughs> everybody, fine. Everybody was we'll like, be fine. This is America. Everybody was looking at me like I, I had a third eye, uh, <laughs> you know, and even, you know, the, the sentiment got expressed. Like, I don't, I don't think, I mean, we're in central Florida. We, I mean, we're one of, if not the top tourist destination in the world. Right. Thank you, Mickey. Uh, and so they're like, ah, you know, I don't even think it's going to get here. At this point, I think we had they had identified cases in, I think, Washington and California. So the case counts still maybe 10, 10 mm-hmm. people in the mm-hmm. state's period. They're like, ah, I don't even think it's going to get here. And I'm making the point. I'm like, you're it's here. Yep. Are you kidding me? It's yep. here. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, whatever. I was I was the laughing stock of the moment. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't 30 minutes after I had had that conversation mm-hmm. um, that I ended up in the same place as you. It's the first time I'd seen you since you got back. Oh. I think it was pretty fresh from you getting back. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Sunday uh, morning. Uh, Maybe. Uh, no, no, no. This was, this was, uh, this was during, uh, this was during the, the week I, I okay. ran into you. I ran okay. into you during the week. And I got knew. It exactly where you had come from and what had gone on and had just got done being told I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for thinking that it was already here. And I'm like, here's the personification of coronavirus. (laughs) Patient zero is here. She just uh, walked in the doors. It was bittersweet because I'm like, I do know where you just came from. But also, and this will come as, I don't know if you know this about me, Josh, despite how long we've been friends. I really like to be right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's a real big big moment for me. Killed? Surprise. never wrong? It was a a real big moment. That's that's not what he said, Josh. He said he likes to be right. Ah, you can say he's always right. A real big moment for mm-hmm. me to see you there. Did you take a picture of me on your phone and I send didn't. it to that I group of have. people? I did. Uh, if I remember correctly, I did man up and walk over and, uh, and toss you the old side hug. Because oh, okay. whatever. Yeah. 
Whatever. I'm yeah. Quarantine. You, you held your breath though. Fine. Yeah, well, yeah, I still am. <laughs> I've, I haven't breathed this entire. It's two years out. I, I haven't been breathing this entire podcast. Yeah. So that, that's got to be surreal to go from like you're you're in like the epicenter, like you're where it's going down, mm-hmm. and then you're in this weird quarantine. Yeah. Prison that you're allowed to leave, but mm-hmm. don't. And then you're just like chilling. Yeah. And then yeah, going from there to literally Universal Studios the next day and then going to church the following Sunday. And our church is not small. So and then just everybody's fine. Everybody's chilling. Like it was very surreal. It was. So is it, was it weird to kind of you're so you're on the opposite. The, the wisdom at the time was it hit the West Coast first and worked its way over. And the reality mm-hmm. is it was just about everywhere it was earlier than it was detected. Like it was yeah. around. Yeah. Right? Um, but so it was it weird. Like then you're coming all the way over here to the East Coast of the U.S. and just watching it slow motion all kind of happen again. Yes. Like just coming towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as though you brought it here on that plane. I, you, yes. Many people were like, you brought, you should have stayed. Actually, we got protested. There were protesters outside of our military base um, when our plane landed saying we should have stayed. They shouldn't have brought us here. How could they bring this horrible disease here? Blah, 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 blah. We were again, we were all negative. And we got statements of paper saying we were all negative, you know, along with our packet in which we had our official quarantine letter, which I didn't realize the government gave us letters for quarantine, but they did. Um, I have it. It's going to go in a scrapbook one day. I'm sure I have a whole file of all this weird stuff. But yeah, we got protested and I still got people. Was it Westboro Baptist? I'm really disappointed (laughs) that I haven't been protested by them yet. Yeah, you will. I'm sure. I um, saw somebody walking outside with yes. a ticket sign. I'm pretty sure that was the neighbor walking okay. this dog. <laughs> I like them. They seem very warm. Maybe it's because they're all going to hell, but <laughs> hey, just kidding, guys. That was too far. Let's hey, beep, uh, beep, beep. Back it up. You're just not going to be in this in this episode at all, Josh. Everything you say. I know. Everything I'm going to say, where I'm going to have to edit out, but <laughs> watch me edit all this out, and then this conversation is going to go, what did he edit out? But I'm, not, I'm keeping it. I'm dying on that hill. Okay. Oh. So uh, any desire to go back to China whatsoever? I actually, so saying this out loud here keeps me accountable. I started to write a book about everything that happened. I had been, I kept a blog this whole time of just, you know, because I'm like, what else am I going to do? I do write on the side. It's yeah. one of the many things I do on the side. Well, I so was going to say blog. in the little bio section at the beginning, mm-hmm. you are a, like a verifiable nerd. Yes, ish. Book, book nerd, sci-fi nerd. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm verifiable, yes. I'm not as... I'm trying to be more nerdy. Listening to this podcast is helping with that. You ever gone to a movie in costume? Yes. Okay, there it is. Mm -hmm. Continue. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Um, Where was I? What was I saying? I got lost. Going back to China. Writing a book. Oh, yeah. So it was was hard, like writing the book, reliving it. Maybe it was PTSD. I don't know. So then I decided, no, I want to make a documentary. And I want to interview all the people who were on our plane, or as many people as I can get, and just ask them like why they were there. And a lot of them have actually gone back to China because their homes were there. They were just citizens and they wanted to escape for for then, for, for that time. But a lot of them, like their homes were there, their jobs were there. So they came here to supposedly, I guess, ride out whatever was going on and it just followed them. So they're like, screw it, let me just go back because why not? So a lot of them are back there and I would go back there to interview them and to see my friends who are still there, right? you know, but go back to live there. Maybe not. Probably not. Have you caught the row row since you've been back? Great question. I did last, Uh, not this past December, the December before that. So December of 2020. So 
So that later that it. year, once you were back, you caught it. Yep. Twelve. Yep. Basically, eleven months later. I got it at the school that I was working at. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's a little ironic, right? Is I was ironic. Uh, yeah, I was hoping that it wouldn't happen because I was like, I escaped Wuhan and I didn't have it. Like, I would hate to get it now, but everybody was getting it, so I was like, it's a matter of time. Like, I'm just gonna, you I'm were gonna hanging get it. with friends who like strong possibility had legit OG had Wuhan. COVID. Coronavirus, yes. It didn't get it. No, they had strange pneumonia is what yes, they had. It was strange pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it, right? And I didn't mention that while we were in Thailand, the girl that we had brought from China, she came down with a fever too. And I was sharing her room with her. So, um, you know, I could have caught it over there and I didn't. I caught it here when we were quote unquote quarantine. So it bothered me a little bit when people are like, oh, this quarantine. I'm like, we're literally outside right now. Yeah. Like, you don't know what quarantine is. Like, where are your quarantine well, papers? Where are your pictures? No. Listen, other than maybe Norway, was there a better place in the world to live the last two years than Florida? No. I, I, no. No. I mean, it's funny because we had friends come down and visit from, from Boston. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so, so you guys are, like, you're just... You're just oh, you're just living your life, huh? You're, I'm like, yeah. It's what what we decided to do here was just allow adults to take personal responsibility for their lives exactly. and determine how much risk they were comfortable with, mm-hmm. and then they just acted accordingly. Yep, yep. I was very grateful to to be here in Florida, yes. and I didn't again. I didn't realize again how like how bad like you how bad it was until my friends from LA came to visit. And they were like, we're allowed to go in restaurants? You're open? Yeah. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to freedom. Yeah. It's it, fun well, here. It was easy to forget that it was like. That, that in was other very places. Different yeah. In other places, like in, in America, mm-hmm. in the United States of America, mm-hmm. it was not what, what we were experiencing here. And yeah. uh, we're, and it's, it's been, we've commented on it here before, but it was such a, it, it has been a very surreal experience to watch other places in the country report on florida like that you're, <laughs> Could you you're believe just them? you're wrong you should just you're, come here you're yeah. just wrong mm-hmm. like it's not people weren't lying, dying in the streets it, i mean it was yeah it was it was no it, it, as far as covid went it was no worse than than anywhere else in the like some places did better some places did worse it was pretty middle of the road mm-hmm. um you know at this point we like None of the things that places were doing that we weren't seem to have made a big difference. Like there's places that were much stricter and mask and whatever mm-hmm. and fared worse than we did. There's places that did more or less and did better. But it all just seems to it just looks like not much. We could, it was going to do what it was going to do. Good, right. It probably had as much to do with our climate and the makeup, like mm-hmm. the demographics of your population as anything anyways. Um, so COVID wise, it wasn't any worse, but in the ability of our businesses to stay open and people to have work and stay sane and be outside, yes. it was way better. Yep. Way better. Mm-hmm. So. hmm I remember seeing like my friend from LA, her post, she's like, oh, it's my little, it bothered me so much. She's like, it's my quarantine pod. I'm like, what is that? It was the group of friends that had all agreed that they weren't going to hang out with other people and they were just going to hang out with each other and they weren't going to go anywhere. And if they did go somewhere, they would test so that they could hang out together to stay sane. And I was like, that sounds awful. I'm going to go to church now. Like, you guys have fun with that, you know? So, yes, thank God for Florida. Gosh. Amen. <laughs> 
so the 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 little taste of uh, you know non COVID China that you got, like we we brought up is before we hit record, we we were talking to you about mm-hmm. uh, you know we I think we brought it up was it last week, Josh? We had a friend of ours inform us that they can't find our podcast on any of the, right. the services in right. in China, mm-hmm. which of course we Naturally. think is awesome. I guess it was maybe two weeks ago. I don't know when we brought that up. Now, uh, physicist, nuclear engineer Jason, last week, he wanted to make the caveat because we were talking about how much China sucks, um, <laughs> that he loves the Chinese people. And we've made that distinction, too. We're, yes. Not, we love the Chinese people. No, we they're We don't they're know awesome. them, but we love them as much as anybody. I know them. No, they're it's just great. Their, it's just their government that's hot, hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't mind saying so. And evidently, they they don't want their people to hear that on, right. on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair enough. And so, but... <laughs> You know, Josh, you were saying what? Like, do we, how do they even know, right? Like what we're mm-hmm. saying on the Solid 7 podcast. And uh, you you had a take. Like, you've had some experiences oh, with the Chinese state. Yes. Um, so, you know, we hear a lot of stuff stateside of China's this, 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 and this. You know, this one of the big things they talk about here is the social, uh, social score. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about like that. So that is a thing, but it's not as widespread there's only key cities who are beta testing the social score. And for listeners who don't know what that is, basically there are cameras everywhere with facial recognition and they watch you. And based on your behaviors, there are, there's AI that follows people around, recognizes you. And if they see you littering, you have a social score and it goes down. Or if they see you breaking the law, if they see you engaging in behavior that is frowned upon, it's like freaking you have a low mirror. social score. And then it's like um, that one, what did I read? Brave New World, kind of like that-ish. Um, you know, any of those dystopian novels, books or whatever. And then um, if they, you know, if you have a good job, if you make good money, if you are doing things that are generally positive, you have a high social score. And the idea is if your social score is too low, you don't have access to certain places. You maybe, if it's low enough, you maybe can't ride public transit. You lose access to things. So that is a thing. I didn't, I was like, is that a real thing? Because I saw a whole report on it here while I was, you know, stateside about, I want to say like two weeks before I left for China, I watched this expose. It was just on TV and it was about the social scoring system in China. Um, So that is there, but it's only in a few cities. It was not in Wuhan, but there are cameras everywhere. There is facial recognition everywhere and they do have bugs in every apartment, specifically those of foreigners. And I did not believe it until I got evidence. And this was right before I left. This was kind of like like the, the straw that broke the camel's back saying, I need to get out of here because not only am I locked in this apartment, but they're watching me. And I know they're watching me now. Like they've just essentially told me that they're watching me. And the way that that went down was um, I went to go visit my neighbors upstairs and they had specifically told us in our little foreign teacher group chat, the directors were like, um, you need to wear a mask everywhere you go. Fine. Cool. We'll do that. So I get to their apartment and I take off my mask because I'm in their apartment and it's a closed space, whatever. Take off my mask. I hung. Actually, it was during it was a holiday Christmas. It was not. Was it Christmas? No, it was some holiday. I went and I spent some holiday with them. I want maybe New Year's with them. And I took off my mask. We spent the whole day in there and we were like, okay, this is weird. Maybe it wasn't New Year's. No, because that was timeline before. Either way, I spent the whole day with them, came back and we got a message in that group chat. They weren't being specific, but the director said, I was just informed that one of you was visiting another. One of our foreign teachers visited another's 
without their mask. Please, please refrain from taking your masks off in the presence of others. And then I, I texted those, I texted my friends and I said, please tell me you're, you're watching the group chat right now. They were like, they weren't talking about us. I'm like, who could they have been talking about? It was us. And how did they, and we're like, at that point, I'm looking for the cameras, which I had looked already in the apartment because I just, I knew they were watching me. But to have it confirmed in that yes. way, I was like, okay, this is, okay, I, who am I, who do I need to, can I text Trump? Can I tell him to get me out? Like, I just, I need him, I need someone to get me out of here. So that was confirmed that they had indeed been watching us the whole time. Gosh. Um, so that was, that was really surreal and creepy. And like, I didn't even want to sleep. Like, I don't want to shower. I don't want to do anything. Cause I'm like, someone's in my apartment. It's, it is, it's twilight zone, black mirror stuff. Jeez. So Pass. at that point, I don't, I don't put it past the Chinese government to be listening to everything and anything that goes on. Well, I, sadly, I don't put it past our government right oh, now. Yeah. Certain people, certain organizations, I mean, let alone big tech, but um, you know, what we already talked on here about how scary it was watching private companies just shut off the ability to participate in trade, the ability to spend money to make purchases in mm -hmm. Russia, not even governments, just all of a sudden credit cards, Apple pay, Google pay. It just yeah, doesn't, work. doesn't work. You can't for you do now. it. Mm -hmm. You might have money somewhere. You don't, you've got ones and zeros somewhere. Um, but now all these companies have just said, you, you don't get to, you can't use it. You yeah. can't access it, right? You can't, your, your little debit card's powered by Visa. You're not going to go withdraw your rubles. Nope. Um, and so it's easy to look at what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and be like, well, that's, that's what you get. That's what happens. Maybe, maybe. That's not the debate we're having. It's the ability to do it, the ability to flip the switch. Mm -hmm. And you can't participate in commerce anymore. I've heard something like this described somewhere. Might have been the book of Revelations. And so, <laughs> and, but then like you talk about, you know, we look at big, bad China. Not everybody looks at them as big and bad. Not mm -hmm. everybody thinks communism would be the worst thing ever. It would be. Um, but it's like, you know, you look at this social credit score thing as this over there thing. Oh, China's crazy. It's like your weird uncle, right? Oh, they're so crazy in China. Except for in America right now, what companies are playing around with and what a lot of government officials like is what they're referring to as ESG. Have you guys heard this? Nope. So ESG, this is coming off of uh, a Harvard, uh, let's see, it's, it's corpgov.law.harvard.edu, Introduction to ESG. ESG at its core is a means by which companies, insert people for companies, by which companies can be evaluated with respect to a broad range of socially desirable, socially desirable ends, ESG describes a set of factors, used to measure the non-financial impacts of particular investments in companies. So the ES and G stand for environmental, social, and government. Hmm. Or in governance. So it's this rating system right now, just companies, it's companies. It's just companies. Yeah, like that's yeah, not yeah. problematic enough mm. where it's like, you know, you see these, these ratings for companies investment wise, stuff like that, like financial health, what their, their internal governance is like, you know, is their board, their CEO, their president, that stuff. Right. How's that doing? Well, now they're starting to apply these ESG ratings of, well, what's, what's this company, what they do, what's the impact on the environment? Mm -hmm. What, how, how diverse is, their workforce how diverse is their is What's their, their stance on these social issues and have they announced it enough 
And so, uh, you know, if their ESG score isn't high enough, you might, this might not be someplace you want to be investing your, your money. So it's just, it's not like it's some, you don't have to be some crazy conspiracy theorist to be able to put one and two together and go, oh, if the credit card companies decide they want to start tracking my ESG score, and by the way, they're, you can look up articles like they they are starting to look at like who who what are your what do your purchases indicate right. about you what does your voting record indicate about you and hey maybe we're not that far from a day where all of a sudden my ESG score slipped below a uh, hundred and so my Apple Pay doesn't work right now yeah, can't I'm, you can't apply for a house or a loan or anything I need to go to my room and think about what I've done I hate that it's 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 not it's not far off it's not. Uh, it's certainly not unthinkable. It's certainly not just uh, you know our, our crazy Uncle G and his. Uh, <laughs> he he ain't the only one with some some screwy ideas. It's yep. terrifying. It's yeah, it's interesting. And I will say, going in, going there and living there, I thought it would be more apparent, like just the reach of the government and like the only signs that I saw were just the cameras everywhere, like literally on every corner, it's three or four cameras pointing in every direction. And I'm like, well, I mean, New York kind of has that in some places, but it wasn't like in a weird way. I will say like walking, there were some, some evenings I would be walking home and it'd be like super late at night. And I'm like, I would never do this in Florida, female by herself walking late at night. But I know one, I'm a foreigner, so they've got extra eyes on me because if I step out of line, it's like, what are you doing? Let's, you know, deport her or whatever. Um, But there's eyes everywhere. And if something bad happens, like somebody's going to see it, even if I'm by myself on this creepy road at midnight walking back to my apartment. Like I felt safe in a really weird, twisted way because I'm like, I'm not alone. I'm alone, but I'm not alone. So in some ways, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't do this in Florida, but I can do it in China because communism. But um, that was the only time when I was like, yeah, this is this at this particular time in this particular instance, maybe it's a good thing, but in no other way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all fun and games until you uh, leave your apartment and get a text. Hey, you left the stove on. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. But it's in Chinese. I have to translate it. Yeah. We thought you'd, here's a little WeChat. We thought you'd like to know. By the way, it's a picture of my stove. It's just on. Yes. (laughs) Here's the live stream from here, just so you can see that the little light is on. Yep. Gosh. Well, we're glad you made it out. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun reliving all of this. Welcome home. Thanks. Yeah. No, uh, we, we, uh, we like to, uh, relive past traumas here. Mm -hmm. Josh's dad died. Mine too, but his was more more tragic. Probably more traumatizing than yours yeah a little bit yeah a little bit you know josh i actually remember hearing about that like it yeah, was yeah i remember too and yeah let's i you would <laughs> and the cats i and found the a photo of you and i alex <laughs> did from you back really i just did we texted have it to kale yeah we have a photo together i don't know if you're if you'll remember this but i just texted it to kale i think this is 2003 uh, from a little <laughs> little show called The Stop. Last Reunion. Stop it. <gasps> no. Where I thought, you played I, a gothic girl. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't acting. That was her, just this me. This is her punk band days. That was that this was is, yeah. she she so, left this picture and she she laid down some sick bass lines. I did. I'm, I'm actually twenty four in that photo. <laughs> that was last no, year. You're, yeah, you're still the same height. So that's <laughs> No, but I'm probably, I think I'm maybe in sixth grade, fifth grade, maybe. I forgot. Were you, did you play the little kid that was brutally murdered? 
you guys, yeah, you played. Or were you, you the one as, who was who was finding people for the, us to brutally murder? No, I went. I was bad. Guys, that's my it. friend in L.A. She's a voice actress now. There's a hint of a bowl cut here. Is that just the lighting, or? <laughs> um, I think that's just the way my hair was growing. Okay, that's fair. But um, yeah, I played like this little kid, like of the main family that the show was following. I was like the the son, right? And I think I was very impressionable. Uh-huh. And you guys were like practicing witchcraft. I think yes, in the play, as and one you does. were trying to recruit me. I think you guys were actually <laughs> hindsight recruiting me to sacrifice me. Yes, right? I know somebody was sacrificed in that play. We we went it or was maybe very I hardcore. was trying to recruit my friend. That's and you what were, it was. Yes. Yeah, you sacrificed my friend in the play. Listen. Yeah, and they came out in a SpongeBob costume. I'm pretty sure. And that they wasn't got my year. That was, I think ne- the next year they made that kid. That was my friend, the SpongeBob in a, in a SpongeBob <laughs> costume. Listen, <laughs> listeners, if you're uh, if you're not a, a, a Christian or if if you've never been to an evangelistic uh, Christian <laughs> uh, production during Halloween, uh, during uh, the season of they Halloween, they are lit. I we highly recommend it. <laughs> here just uh but like i'm so short in this photo i love it's, that you found that photo i didn't hit my growth to like 10th grade so i was a i was a wee lad for yeah quite i'm some time. like there's not a lot of great references for height in this but i feel like my four-year-old is as tall right now as you are in this picture <laughs> no you, you're pro he's probably taller than yeah. i was in that moment i do remember thinking like because I had known you, you know, we, we'd been going to that church for a long time. But I do remember thinking like, oh, you're like older, but they have you playing someone younger. Like they have you playing um, a, a, like a, a young child. Like you're supposed to be a young child. A, yeah, yeah. I think I actually that's probably exactly what happened. I thought I was playing my age. But now that you're just saying it, I probably looked way younger than what I was. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you're you're you. But we all know you're not. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's no, like, you're, it's you're like when they age. cast the thirty-year-olds for the, uh, the you high know school. high school teen drama. <laughs> exactly, that was that's probably what was exactly happening what happened. There. I'm just now realizing this, and now I feel betrayed. So that's cool. Thanks, wow. guys. You're welcome. So, well, Alex, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks it was for fun. Alex is a legit listener, not a Patreon supporter. We'll talk about it off air, but a legit <laughs> listener uh, from from early, early on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and has stuck it out. I'm a fan. So, thanks for that. Thanks. For, this is crazy. Like the fact that. Of all the people in the world, yep. you happen to be one of those Americans that was in Wuhan when this popped off. Mm-hmm. Actually, like low, low odds. Get on one Got of those on state, the, get on the State Department plane. I was on the first flight out. Yes. And I'm very grateful that it was the first flight because I heard all the other flights after that like sucked. Like they got the worst experience Well, it's because they used up all the money giving you guys hot chocolate. Uh-huh. That's what happened. Yeah. They're yeah. like feeding them like it's a fire festival. Yeah. <laughs> like, here you go. Here's two slices of bread and some lettuce. Have a happy. <laughs> and I am super grateful as well that it happened when it did and not, how do I say this? Not under the current administration. Cause I don't know that I would have made it out had there been different leaders. I just, I don't think that would have been a thing. What are you talking about? Biden's the most popular president ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I didn't, I didn't uh, say anything about that. I'm just saying, I might still be in Wuhan. (laughs) Uh, Listen, if never, uh, whatever, who cares? I'm done pulling punches. If somebody put it on his note card, it would have happened. He would have said that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, well, thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Can we, can we get a guarantee right now that when, when the the documentary drops and or the accompanying book, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. solid seven is the first stop. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. You're getting a whole like, I dedication. Mean, this could be legit. Like you could have, like you get picked up by Netflix. By Netflix is you the have goal. a real yeah. publisher. Uh-huh. You get like a hundred thousand dollar signing bonus. Yeah. They've got real publicists. At and that point. I want you in some room in like New York going, guys, it's solid seven first or nothing. <laughs> At that point, I'll become a Patreon supporter. At that point, I would ne- just never talk to us again. Just, <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. New You'll phone. get a case and, of Jocko Go yes. like, from me. New, new phone. Who dis? <laughs> so, well, speaking of Jocko Go, we are, in fact, Jocko Fuel Ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're big fans. And uh, we recommend that uh, you check them out. And if you do choose to pick up some good, clean American uh, energy and nutrition, uh, our promo code solid seven S O L I D seven. I'll get you 10% off your order, which is not nothing. 10%. And they let us wet our beak a little bit. We get a little, little kickback. It's a great way to support the podcast. Same thing. Maybe, maybe you're having to flee a giant Chinese city at the last minute and mm-hmm. you only get one carry on. Mm. You know what you need? You need a GoRuck GR3. You need one carry on that will fit your whole apartment. That would have been helpful. So you visit solid7podcast.com, you click the link for GoRuck, you pick out a GR3, and not only can you actually get all of your things out of Wuhan, uh, but we get a little kickback. It's win win win. Yes. All the way all around. Three, three wins. Three wins. It's uh where can I buy these nuts uh, outside of a farmer's market? Great question, Josh. So we only make those when there is an event, such as a farmer's what? market or have, a like, festival. Just you got to keep it in high demand. Pumping? But I will say you can follow us on, on the old IG, Instagram. I don't have an Instagram anymore. I deleted it. Oh, that's He's right. You went ghost. Ooh. You went ghost. I'm off the grid. <laughs> it feels cool. It's getting to the point now where a lot of people don't know that I'm not on it. Because someone today was like, Dude, you don't post about your dog anymore. What's the deal? I'm like, have mm. you seen my Instagram lately? And they're like, no, because you don't post. Like, <laughs> Bro, I deleted it. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I deleted my Facebook when I came back from China. I'm so glad that I did because it just, as crazy as it was, I was like, I couldn't, I can't deal with all the, everything that would have happened post mm. my China trip. Like I literally landed and I said, guys, I'm deleting this Facebook. And I did. And it was great. But it now. cool. Yeah. Now I'm on Instagram. But anyway, um. AZ, I said AZ Nutco is our Instagram handle, or you can go to ArizonaNutCompany.co, and that is the uh, that's the website. You can figure out how to order some. We do take orders on the oh, cool. occasionally, and we do also announce for those of you who are on Instagram where we will be next. So oh, that's if, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's good stuff. If you are where they are, you you should stop by. It's, yeah. You can find the product at Disney and at Bucky's, I'm told, but it's not as good as fresh or as cheap. So win, win, win if you yeah. come to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, Bucky's has been my, because Disney's are, are good, but you'll spend $46 mm-hmm. for a bag. Yep. But then I found out, but yeah, Bucky's has them and it's it's way cheaper than Disney's. Yes. And they don't, they don't taste as good, but your guys' is pretty good. How would you recommend? So obviously they're not warm anymore. No. Because they've cooled. Yes. I just put them in a Tupperware and throw them in the microwave for a second. That's actually that- genius. I've never heard of anyone doing that before. What am I? I'm going to go home and do that now. What should I do? I don't know. We just enjoy them that way. I feel like the real play here is to eat them over ice cream. Yes. You get a little like praline vibe going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
crush them I mean, up. Obviously, there's these are almonds, not pecans, right. but still, it's that right. vibe. I would almost heat them up in the microwave, then throw them on the ice cream, and then eat yes. them while they slowly melt into the ice cream. Okay, listeners, if you're not hungry, you I will. So you've never heard of reheating up the almonds? Not that the almonds, I, no. This is my groundbreaking right now. Yeah, yeah. We might have to name them after you or something. I don't know, I like that method. That's cool. These are like my drug. If this was, it's kind of like when you, you know, when you go to Krispy Kreme and the donuts are cold and you just pop them in the microwave for like five seconds. Yeah, like that kind of that same thing. Once upon a time, I worked at Chick Fil A, and <laughs> when we opened on Saturdays, somebody would get assigned to bring Krispy Kremes. Yes. And uh, I won't say what unit I worked at, but we would put them in the bun toaster. That's genius. Oh, that was a fine <laughs> thing. That was the next best thing to a fresh hot, fresh hot Krispy Kreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, Josh, but, thank you for sharing that method. I will be trying that. Try it. I mean, I, it's like, I think almonds. it's probably less than 30 seconds because I get, I don't know what happens past 30 seconds, but it, it, they heat up pretty quick. I figured something would happen with the sugar coating on the outside. Is it cinnamon yeah, sugar? I think maybe that's, I maybe one time I did it and it was too long. I'm like, Ooh, this is getting weird. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe it was melting off and it wasn't like staying on it. So I think maybe it's maybe 15 seconds in the microwave and then they're just nice and warm. Cause then when you bite it, it's not as hard of a crunch. Right. You don't break your teeth. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Right. That's, that's the play. There you go. Very cool. The more you know. Just dropping knowledge here on South 7 Podcast. I'm still looking at the picture that Josh sent you, It's Kale. glorious. <laughs> it's going to it's gonna be yeah. my new... Uh, you, can, wow. you can post it on Instagram if you want. It's going to wow. be my new lock screen. Yeah. Yeah, that could my... be the photo you post of her yeah. saying that she's of all on, Alex is on the podcast yes. today. There's just, a, there's just a lot going on in this picture. I, I'll definitely <laughs> share. Yeah, there's like demons in the background, and that demon <laughs> makeup is just yeah. just not good. So, yeah, you'll you'll get to see this. Uh, well, it was good at the time. It just didn't age well. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. All right. Don't no. be offended, someone. No. All right. So... Well, hey, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, do us a favor. Uh, click a, click the little, whatever you're using, submit, follow, whatever they'll let you do. Throw us a, a little rating, a little review, a little thumbs up. All that helps. I'm a little jealous. I haven't listened to a lot of Micros podcast uh, lately. And uh, I think this is pretty well known, but maybe not everybody knows this, but Micro is actually a phenomenal singer. Um, and so he has a whole like little song he's he's written and performs and sings at the end of his podcast asking for ratings and reviews. Are you going to do that now? I can't. I can't do it. Write I a rap. Even if I even if I wanted to, I don't know what the play is there. But uh, so instead, it's just being original and not trying to copy other people. That's the play. That's yeah. The there, play. There, oh, shots there, fired. There is that. Uh, hey, there's no original ideas under the sun. It's all it's all been done before by somebody. But uh, instead, we're just gonna shamelessly uh, ask you to to do so. Just a little rating, a little review, whatever. Doesn't cost you anything. But uh, stop by solid7podcast.com. Solid the number seven podcast. Dot com links to the the latest episode like this one right here uh links to go ruck links to to jocko fuel and uh our origin main right on there some of the events we're involved in we've got uh sandlot jacks coming up here uh, at the end of april in jacksonville i'll be out there mike redacted will be out there um if you're the kind of person who knows who tim kennedy is i want to explain it right now but they just announced today uh, as we're recording that Tim Kennedy is going to be out there. Super excited about that. Some other big names. So links to all that stuff's on there. Some of the causes we're, we're into uh, and support, but then also there's links right there where you can uh, follow us on social media. You can also uh, review us on all the podcast apps. That's all right on the website. And if uh, you're just a next level kind of listener, you can even click the old Patreon link, become a Patreon supporter, throw us a, a couple of, uh, 
of uh, well, probably not rubles now, just no, dollars, just, just dollars. dollars, Bitcoin, and uh, help us make this all all happen. And and you get to hear interesting stories like Alex's escape from Wuhan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what the documentary is going to be called, My Escape from Wuhan. Nice, I like it. It's catchy. Oh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Right. I don't know if Netflix you're already, will you're go already for canceled that. just thinking it, but yeah. <laughs> True. What is there to escape from? This is paradise. So yeah, you're gonna you're not gonna get any of that sweet, sweet Chinese financial backing for your movie like Hollywood oh, does. Yeah, it's true. So it'll be playing on all the big screens out there. Maybe you can get money from Taiwan. Anyways, <laughs> listeners, we love you. We mean it. We'll see you next week. Farewell. Farewell.